0: Welcome to Pardon the Confusion, the special Christopher Nolan edition. If you don't know who Christopher Nolan is, we're going to tell you. This is Paul Arnold, your host, along with Ernest Watts. And we love movies, and Christopher Nolan, from our point of view, has done some of the most creative, innovative movies over the last 20 years. And actually, today is the 10th anniversary of one of his greatest movies, Inception. So we're calling it Christopher Nolan Day. And he is a British director, and every one of his movies will make you think. Isn't that right, Ernest? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I love each one of them. The craftsmanship, uh, I was watching uh, a, a deep dive interview with some of the people that were in Inception. They were talking about he does not like to use computer uh, images. He likes everything to be up front, and that he's always standing and working, one of the hardest working directors and he puts a lot of thought into the process of it. And it almost like, you know, in in literature, O. Henry was known for a twist ending. Uh and it's almost like Christopher Nolan's known for that also. That that but it, it is fascinating that there's a running theme of fatherhood, of the family splitting of of, uh, the importance of family at every one of his movies
0: right and it's a Uh, good time for you to go back and watch some of these movies because we're in home and our house is more and you could do a summer movie festival Christopher Nolan and um, I the last one I saw of his was Dunkirk but I've looked through these lists and I've seen most of them but I think Ernest has seen all on this list so Ernest Let's start with Inception. Let's talk about it briefly, and then we'll go back to some of the other ones that are all great movies. We could spend an hour on each one of these. But Inception is basically Leonardo DiCaprio trying to bend the way time works to accomplish a, a, a caper, basically, to make sure something happens. How would you describe Inception?
1: It has been described so many ways. Interesting, when he, he wrote the screenplay, he had one actor in mind, he was not gonna film unless he got Leonardo to do it. And it's interesting that each one of the roles on the team, basically what they do in Inception is they go into a person's dream and they extract information normally from the dream. Well, the process of Inception was to go into a person's dream and put an idea in there. And let the idea organically progress, bloom, and change. So the, the basic plot is they find out that an individual is becoming head of a large super, gom- uh, super techno uh, company and they want to in- put an idea in his mind to break it up into smaller companies so it would not be that powerful. His competitor hires Leonardo and all his particular individuals in the movie and it's fascinating because if you mirror the movie, each one of the roles is the same as what you would see in a movie. It's in, a, in film producing, in that cell. Each role, each individual. And again, the cast is so good. Michael Caine is in almost every Christopher Nolan movie. That's just a running thing, what you see these days. But he got, and they try to go into Cillian Murphy, who's Robert Fisher, his role. But Alan Page is the uh, set designer Tom Hardy is the actor because he does different roles and Leonardo DiCaprio is the producer. So the roles they have in that, at the same time he's dealing with, he had done this once before with his wife because she had got trapped in the dream world. But the, the special effects where you see the streets come up and hover over right. and the explosions aren't created on a computer. He actually did that on a set itself.
0: It will really stretch your mind if you haven't seen it. And then even at the end, he always leaves you a little, like, do I really know how that ended? Or is there there's room for interpretation? Is that one of the best things about Nolan? Oh, yeah. I,
1: I like ambiguous endings. Uh, to make it real brief, like everybody in the dream world has to have a token that only they touch. And if the token continues to move uh, for Leonardo's uh, particular position is a spinning top. And in the dream world if you spin the top it never stops. It just continues on and on. It defies the logic of physics. The end in the movie the reason he took the job was to get his children because he was set up that he murdered his wife when she killed herself because she did not want to escape the dream world. Well at the end of the movie he sets the top on, he starts it because he does this to always see if he's still in a dream or if he's in reality. And it wavers, but it doesn't go down. So you're kind of left with is he still in the dream world? Is he in reality? And then there are others who are saying, well, the whole thing was a creation of the guy who hired him. So it's it's. I like ambiguous endings. You see that in a lot of Christopher Nolan movies. And that doesn't give
0: away the movie at all, either. I mean, if you haven't no, seen no. Inception yet, that does not ruin the movie at all. It will surprise you at so many different levels.
1: And... The Dark Knight rises had an ambiguous ending, also. Don't spoil it. Right?
0: Well, that's where we're going to next. So okay, okay. I bet out there, if there's somebody's listening, they probably know about Batman Begins or the Dark Knight because Nolan took Batman and turned it on a different edge with Christian Bale. Because we thought we knew Batman. We saw it different ways. We saw even, you know, um different Actors tried to play it, and it was sort of faltering. And he breathed new life in it. And I bet most people knew that he directed those movies, and they were great. I mean, Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises. Um, so I'm not going to spend much time on that. But let's talk about um, Dunkirk. Well, he well, we
1: we one thing about Dark Knight series is that even to this day, he does not allow people to tell you that's a superhero uh, series. And because he says he made it reality based. And a lot of it is. I mean, the costumes, the, the villains were all reality based in that respect. And him and Christian Bale were offered a boatload of money to do a fourth movie. And Christian Bale basically said, if Chris Nolan's not doing it, I'm walking away, you, you know, no matter what amount of money you offer. Right. Me. right. So he he conceived it as a trilogy from the very beginning. The only thing that changed was the death of Heath Ledger because Heath Ledger was supposed to be the villain in Dark Knight Rises instead of Bane, Mm -hmm. Uh, played by Tom Hardy, which actually he's not the real villain. Don't want to spoil the movie. You'll find that out. Yeah.
0: All right. So another one that was sort of a departure for Nolan, but because he's British, it makes total sense. Dunkirk is a wonderful story or a gripping story about how all the British and Allied troops were trying to get back to England from um, Europe because the Nazis were coming and they were winning and they were winning and winning. This is way before D-Day. This is way before the beaches of Normandy. And they had to find a way back. And if they don't find a way back, they're all going to be killed on the shore. So British government sends any type of ship or anything toward the coast to try to save people and the way that Nolan patches together or uses time to patch together different um, storylines at the same time was so effective that you felt like you just got to see this huge movie from different angles and so beautifully shot and you're not gonna watch that movie and leave thinking wow it was great you know the British one, but you're gonna think wow that the people who lived that time had to go through something really extraordinary. And I thought it was almost Nolan's uh, love movie toward his own country. I mean, it, was, it really was stirring. It was so beautifully shot. What was your impression of Dunkirk? Uh,
1: again, wonderful mechanism. There are three different time periods, 24 hours before the evacuation, uh, one day before and a week before. But there, he got some great performances. And again, the theme of family, uh, Mark Reliance did a great job. He's the gentleman on the boat with his son. Mm-hmm. And not to the end of the movie, you find out what motivates him, which was family. Mm-hmm. Kenneth Bragna is the Star Wars commander who's evacuating his troops under the bombs going off. And and the end, Tom Hardy, which a lot of people did not know he was in the movie till the end because he's wearing a mask. Yeah. He's the pilot on the plane. And Cillian Murphy, who does a great job as this cowardly individual, Who's, who's trying to avoid, who's trying to run away. I mean, just great performances by all of them. And again, the time-based period. And yes, he did get Michael Caine. Michael Caine is the voice on the airplane of the commanding officer. So he worked Michael Caine in there. He's actually got it. He came brought him in for one day for the movie exact coming out, Tenant. So mm-hmm. uh, he always likes to, I was like his, his go-to guy on most of his movies. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go to
0: a couple old ones before we get to the my least favorites of his. But I remember one of the first Christian Nolan movies that I saw was The Prestige. And it was with Hugh Jackman. And it was amazing about two magicians and what they would take to try to be better than the other one. And uh, Christian Bale's in that as well. Unbelievable twists, turns. You feel like you're totally immersed in the whole story. And... Um, I think it's one of his better ones, too. It's the first time I understood who Christian Nolan was.
1: And it takes a huge left-field turn. Great cameo by David Bowie in the last half of the movie. And again, Michael Caine kind of piecing in, pulling everything together. Yes. It is a great study on the effect. The family, of course, is in there. Yeah, That's a big part of the family, not giving the plot in. But it's it's a it's a it's a study on showmanship versus uh, craftsmanship. Yes. I think if you could sum up that movie, that's what the big discussion is about. That's that's the difference between the two protagonists in this movie: showmanship versus just craftsmanship.
0: Let's stop there because that movie you can't outthink it. It will surprise you, and I love movies that keep me guessing to the very end. Now, another one that came out was Memento with Guy Pearce, uh, and he only can remember the last few minutes as he goes through life. And if you have family members that have memory loss, this will hit you in a, in a, uh, a very strong manner. But it, it really sets the movie in a different frame. Like, we always think, oh, we know what's happening, but what if you were in this guy's place? I don't think it's one of his best movies, but it still is effective.
1: And he has to write little clues on his arm because the uh, amnesia is, is only allows him to remember the last 20, thus 30 minutes. Yeah. So, and there's a big twist at the end again uh, in this. And unfortunately, Michael Caine's not in this one, but Guy Pearce, who's kind of an underrated actor, who's kind of fell into playing villain roles of late, uh, kind of covers the whole, it's a great acting job when you see it at the end and you understand what you have watched for the last two hours, you really appreciate what Nolan was able to do and what uh, Pierce was able to do in that particular part.
0: And when you watch a Christopher Nolan movie, you don't think this is gimmicky because it may sound gimmicky as we describe it, but it doesn't feel gimmicky when you're watching it. Now, one that he's done, I don't remember. Oh, I do now remember where. (laughs) Okay, now Interstellar, let me just go that way. All right, all right, all right. Matt McConaughey is trying to go through and save the world through because the world's going to end and it's toward the future. And he's an ex uh, space pilot. And he has to go in the basically go back in travel time. And then his daughter is part of it too. And I don't want to give it away. But if you like physics, if you like to think about big concepts and what could be. the reality of America in the future. I think all these things, and then the relationship between him and his daughter is very strong
1: in here. But where is Michael Keane in this? I'm trying to remember. He's the uh, daughtering old scientist. He's Anne Hathaway's father. Ah, uh, he's the one who comes up. Well, I can't. Uh, you gonna make me give away plot? No, no, because, don't give
0: away plot. Okay. We're just okay. want to wet people's appetites a, to see these. He has a
1: crucial role. The only thing I don't like about this movie is when they're watching the Yankees play in like an elementary baseball field. Obviously, he didn't understand much about Major League Baseball, but he's from England. I'll cut him some slack on that. The robots are just amazing. Uh, and he designed that himself also. But uh, Kip Pierce, who is an astrophysicist, did most of the background for this. So, theoretically, in astrophysics, this is all legitimate. Mm-hmm. and what well, you see in the
0: movie. well the last movie that the article I'm looking on the internet is talking about is one I have not seen but I bet you've seen it Ernest, Insomnia where Al Pacino is a oh, cop sent to Alaska
1: Robin Williams that it's, is a great, okay
0: it's Robin I Williams
1: see. not Al Pacino Robin Williams is in it, he's the bad guy oh, so are you giving away? Okay. Well, well you know that the first five minutes of oh. the movie okay Al Pacino is a police officer who accidentally kills his partner, who was dirty, and he is assigned to a murder case above the Arctic Circle, uh, which a young girl was killed, and basically very early in that, uh, Robin Williams knows that he has committed murder and kind of toys with him. Robin Williams killed the girl. But he is a crime writer, so he has covered his tracks entirely. You have the idea this is the summer time, so there's twenty-four hours of sunlight. That's where the insomnia comes through because the sun is out all the time. Pacino cannot sleep. He boards up the windows, lack of sleep, he starts making judgmental behaviors. Mm-hmm. And Robin Williams does this wonderful turn as an evil, evil person. Mm-hmm as the killer and toys with them the entire movie and actually makes him a partner because of the information he knows mm. it is. If you haven't seen it, I would highly recommend it. Uh, if all you know, Robin Williams is his comedy roles that he did. Uh, you know, this is a different turn. It shows that he actually was a very talented uh, actor, yeah. not just a stand-up comedian. So well, yes, I would highly recommend
0: it. Well, let's wrap it up. Ernest, I hate to do this to you because you love movies. What is your favorite Christopher Nolan movie?
1: Oh, it's Inception. It's, it's Inception. Every time I, one of my real guides for a, a movie that I like is if I see it, you know, you're scanned to the channels, you know, nothing's on, and it's on, you watch it to the end every time it's on. And I see something different every time. And again, it's just artistically well done. I like ambiguous endings. Uh, Dark Knight. Rises had an ambiguous ending. I remember my brother left early and he was lamenting the fact that a major character died. I went, dude, he didn't die. Uh, That person did not die. You should have stayed to the end of the movie. (laughs) And also, there's a new superhero who's introduced at the very end of the movie. Never leave a movie early. But Inception is just excellently done. That was a period of time when uh, Leonardo was doing movies where all his wives died. Every movie he did, his wife died. Mm-hmm. Shutter Island, Inception. There was another one I can't think of uh, where his wife died in the movie. So people kind of read it into it. That's kind of a, a thing with him. But again, it's it's perfectly dumb from the beginning mm-hmm. to the end. Uh, and, and you really don't know what you're seeing. Well, we're not. Levels of dream. The levels of dream. Yeah. Again, he, he, you can go into it even as little as we've told. And you will just be...
0: Yes, amazing.
1: You know, amazed at it, and it's just technically well done. How it did not get the Academy Award is mm -hmm. beyond me. Yeah, that's. I'm a big Nolan fan. I even like some of the stuff his brothers done. Mm -hmm. Uh, Westworld, which was on HBO, was produced by his brother, and there've been some other side projects which they've been involved in. It's just again, uh, sci-fi is a lot of it. I love sci-fi. Science fiction offers you the ability and storytelling to do things that you can't normally do in normal drama or comedy. You can make uh, social issues. You can make multiple meanings to things. And then you can put the heart of it, the importance of family. And that's something you see in every one of his movies. If you had to summarize, summarize every movie Christopher Nolan is the strength of family and the integral part of a family.
0: Well, as I wrap it up, uh, our older listeners may recognize Siskel and Eber. They were the original movie critics that would say two thumbs up. Uh, We give two thumbs up to all the Nolan movies and hope you watch some of them. So for Ernest Watts, this is Paul Arnold with a special part in the Confusion uh, edition. Go out and see the movies.
1: Have a good day. If your theater was open.